0: This is Dave Lyle, a.k.a. the Mad Scientist, and you're listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast.
1: What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two you haven't done so go follow us on instagram and facebook by searching for m-w tactical all right good people we're back at it again another installation of the m-w tactical podcast and like always sitting across from me is my main man the mad scientist himself dave what's going on dave What's up, good people? <laughs> I, thought I'd try, I thought I'd try it like Mike.
0: <laughs> I don't think it works for me. But. Hey, hey, it'll work. Just do it. Just keep it. I going. just wanted to try it. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we've had a busy week.
2: Yes.
1: Um, I'm ready for a break, actually. <laughs> but- yes, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So right now, me and Dave are trying to figure out what we're going to do with the M-W Tactical Podcast. Because, for one, you got to look at it as a two-way streak we both enjoy doing the podcast but at the same time we both have some big matches that are coming up and we're going to have to focus and train and i know for me i can't do multiple things at one time and expect you know stellar results so i um i have a hard time with it as well
0: and you know it reflects uh on our most recent match at mid Carolina, <laughs> but yeah. you know, it's, uh, we, we've had a lot going on the last couple of weeks, which is good Correct. because previously, you know, the, the last couple of months has been, you know, we've been locked down and haven't had much going on at all.
1: That's very true. So here's what I'm going to propose that we do at least five more episodes. All right. So this right. would take us to episode 35. Okay then we're going to take a season break and then we'll come back in like October timeframe. And that'll be the start of season three. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Make it happen. But at the same time, like I said, that gives us more time to train and focus. And then we have a mess load of material to talk about when we return.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we might be taking a break from the actual you, you know podcasting but we'd be you know gathering a lot of material Great. and uh we'd have some good stuff to go on i think
1: yeah and then um we can start planning for um the various shows that are coming up shot show nra and um uscca and other conventions that we yeah. can participate yeah. in also start doing the whole networking process all right so as we kept telling everybody we had a busy week so I'm gonna say my week started off from the keto bussy class. So <laughs> yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it was busy. It was nonstop those three days. I know you didn't get a break. Yeah, not those. I'm, three days. I'm <laughs> really. I
0: didn't participate in the, the the basic class. I was only there for the advanced class. Mm-hmm. But I have you know from the previous podcast, everyone knows that I was you know, I did the the basic class with, with Keita Bussy in Florida uh, a few months back. And I honestly don't know how you made it through the three days of it. I did two, um, but then you did the advanced class on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had to be tough.
1: Yeah. Now on top of that, the advanced class was Monday. So when I got done on Monday, I did two sessions of Drawfire Monday after I got back home. <laughs> Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm working hard to try to, to make a class in this grand master goal. Oh, that that, that's what you have to do, man. Yeah. And then Tuesday, when I got back from taking Kita to the airport, I came home. I did a dry fire session in the morning. Then I turned around, went in the garage and built some shelves because I was saying like I need to organize my garage because I can't even get to the treadmill now. Everything is blocked <laughs> in the treadmill. <laughs> You know, so I built one set of shelves, right? And then after I finished, and later on that evening, I went ahead and did two more sessions of Draw Fire to complete my three sessions for the day. And then um, Friday came around, I went to Greenville and stayed up there for about five hours (laughs) to turn around to come back to the Mid-Carolina match that was taking place Saturday.
0: Yeah, you were helping out with the class. So yeah. that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah so yeah, I was helping out with the class. Up but in you, were out,
0: you were out in the sun
1: all day Friday again. Yes. yes. So then turned around, woke up the next morning, 6 o'clock, to get ready for the Mid-Carolina match. Then I get to the range. I'm happy to be at the range because I'm like, okay, it's time to shoot, time to focus. I'm going to show everybody this crouching tiger, hidden dragon I've been working <laughs> on for the past yeah. couple months and turn around i forgot my knee brace i forgot my fan i forgot you name it i forgot it <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh
0: at least you brought your holster our buddy Lyndon came to uh our match at CSRA shooters without his holster one day yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember that, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man you, um Sometimes it gets tough Well, you get busy, you get all this other stuff going on and and you're out there in the heat every day, just trying to survive, you know, for the most part. Mm. Uh,
1: Sometimes you forget things. Yeah. But um, one thing we did during the week that I think was a great turnout um, for such short notice. And I just wanted to really do this just to say thank you to the people who were listening and um, who support us you know, through the podcast and on Instagram and Facebook. Um, just a little giveaway. So we attacked yeah. some prizes from Red Hill Tactical, um, Outdoor Dynamics. Um, Lucky donated a mag pouch from um, Blade Tech. And Brian yeah. from Hunter's HD Gold, you know, he donated a, a set of glasses. And That's I fantastic. donated a hat. And we did a, a randomized rifle giveaway. and. I thought it was a complete success. So it it
0: really did, you know. It, we had a decent turnout with it on on such a short notice. I thought it went really well, and I I really appreciate everyone that, you know, participated in it. Right. And uh, I hope everyone got you know that participated. It it won, got a little benefit out of it. We saw a couple guys at the match, yes, um, Saturday that uh, won some some of the prizes, and one guy that wasn't even shooting. The match came, you know, came out to just pick up his prize. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Also. Um, So we had Jessica Bogner. Um, She won one of the $50 gift certificates. So hers is going to get mailed to her, which is already in the mail. Um, The way to light is the other guy. His name is actual name is DJ. He's the other winner of the second $50 $50 gift certificate from Red Hill. Tactics. DJ is,
0: is that the guy that I met when I was at the safe table working on the the gun? Yes. Okay. I saw him. I didn't, I, did I didn't have a chance to talk to him, but I, yes. I did see him there and, and spoke to him briefly,
1: but correct. That was the guy where I was like, this is the co-host for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: I had a slide in my hand. I was working on my like, right. <laughs> gunsmithing in between stages.
1: I was trying to do Saturday <laughs> and then, um, Eli, our buddy, Eli, um, He actually told me, like, he actually really enjoys the podcast. So every (laughs) Tuesday at 11, he said he makes sure he uh, minimizes his workload so he can listen to the podcast. So I was like, that's awesome right there. Man,
0: that is good. He's actually... Uh, messaged me a couple times on Tuesday after 11 asking me about the podcast. I'm like, well, well, I'm at work. I don't know. I haven't had (laughs) a chance to listen
1: (laughs) to you. That's awesome. So So
0: it's great. Yeah,
1: Eli and uh, everybody else out there. um, Thank you very much. Yeah, so Eli actually won the Munitions Weapons Tactical Hat. So he came to the range. He picked it up. Um, Dewey Smith actually won the Outdoor Dynamic Bullets that were the box was signed by Keita Bussie also. And Eli picked that up for Dewey. So he's going to hand that off to him. Do you think it actually made it to Dewey? Uh, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> what can we really say? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, And then... Um, out of our hands. <laughs> yeah, it's out of my hands. So I, I did what Dewey said and I gave it to Eli. So I can actually confirm <laughs> that it is happened. That transaction happened. <laughs> and then... Um, Brian, aka Bao Powell. Um, I'm I'm butchering that. I know I am B A O space P O W. So Bao Powell. That's how I'm looking at it. Okay. He actually won the Glock mag pouch that Lucky donated. But I still think Lucky donated that pouch because I got DQ from the South Carolina State match, and that's the way he beat me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking to that. Here's story. your, here's your I, condolence, Brian. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for participating. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I actually spoke to Brian and asked him, because he used to live here in the Columbia area. Okay. And good. he ended up moving um, to Virginia for work reasons. So um, oh, I, I'm I sorry, Brian. Yeah. When I contacted him and asked him, what did he want me to do? How did he want it? He stated to me that, um, just donate it to a junior shooter so okay all right that's one thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go ahead and start looking for um a junior shooter that actually uses a glock 43 well
0: then yeah
1: good we'll find somebody we'll find oh, yeah. somebody uh that can use it for sure thank yeah. you brian exactly so and dj whitaker is the one winner who won the hunter hd gold glasses so how oh, DJ you? won the glasses. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Very yeah, good. So,
1: um, Not the DJ who you met at the range, though. This is a different DJ, so. Oh, I'm confused now. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this DJ is called DJ Whitaker. <laughs> the other okay. DJ who won the um, gift certificate, his name was The Way to Light. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, so I'm... I'm taking it as two different people. Uh, maybe I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but if it is the same DJ, he won the Hunter HD goals, and I oh, actually good. yeah I actually wrote him and told him what he had to do to obtain his Hunter HD goals.
0: Well, congratulations to everyone that won.
1: Yes. yes. And thank you very much for participating. This has been great. Yes, I I totally agree. So um, thank you for everybody for the support, and we really do appreciate it. So. If you haven't done so, please go ahead and let your friends, family, co-workers know about the M-W Tactical Podcast and give us a listen, come out to the range, sit down, talk with us, shoot with us. We'll be more than welcome to hold a conversation with you. Um, If you like, we would appreciate it if you head on over to Facebook and look up M-W Tactical, like, follow, subscribe, and do the same thing for um, CSRE shooters also on Facebook, like, follow, and subscribe. And while you're at it, head on over to Instagram and look up at Tactical, and follow me on there and do the same thing with at Shooters, And you can follow our journey in the world of USPSA competition shooting and see the progress we're making both good and bad. Stay in your seats
3: and here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit oak leather securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer bolt shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, The Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com.
4: Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store or sent to a federally licensed middleman, called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAETransfers, Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon.
5: The Gun Cleaners
6: Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry.
5: The Gun Cleaners
6: Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay
2: there.
5: The Gun Cleaners.
2: And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there.
7: Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com.
8: Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Go. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the the colors that we use and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. Check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com. And I look forward
1: to seeing you at the range soon. On another note, this week, we do not have an interview. So it's just you and I holding down the fort this week. We can do it. Yes. Along with the sponsors and the commercials. (laughs) So, but we're going to do this. We're going to do this. All right. So Saturday. I wake up, I head to Mid-Carolina Rifle Club, I get to the range, you pull up, you already saw me get my cart ready, right, so the time I turned around, I was like, hey, what's up, Dave, he was like, hey, what's up, and then we made our way down to the bay, right, of course, I like getting there early so I can continue to help, because normally, Mid-Carolina match, I help set up the matches the day before. (laughs) So, but once again, I didn't go this time because I was in Greenville. And I came in early to help set up the targets and any last minute stuff that normally takes place, you know, when it comes to um, match setup. So we all did that. And then I walked around and got my stage plans. All right. So this match, I'm looking at it two ways. The first way, I have to redeem myself from the South Carolina State match at a lower yep. level, of course. Yep. And then the second thing is I've been designing um, stages for a while and my first stage design was used at the Mid-Carolina match. Was, was this the first one? This was my
0: first
2: That's one been used? ever used. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: So I was actually happy about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun stage. Yeah. So a, a lot. I heard a lot of people comment on it as yes. well, you know, that, you know, that they enjoyed it. They thought it was a good
1: stage. Correct. And. I was more like, okay, cool. Now, out of the stages I do design, this is what I was telling um, my buddy yesterday when he was asking about it. I don't look at a stage design as something I can blaze through. I look at it as a stage whereas I can stump someone like Tom Powers or Dave. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that was my goal is to try to stop y'all from going as fast? Well,
0: I looked at it from several, you know, several different approaches. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't just walk up to it and have a stage plan and then go over to, to the next one. Um, right. it, it took me a bit, you know, to figure out exactly how I wanted to shoot it. And And even when I came, it was, I think that was the last stage that I shot. Mm-hmm. just by the way the squads worked out but right even when i came back up to it you know for the last stage i still had um you know like two different plans in mind and i was kind of tossing around trying to figure out which one i wanted to do so it, that that's cool i think
1: right.
0: when, when you can design a stage that that does that that makes you think about it and then you know, for the whole match, you know, I was kind of thinking about that stage and I wanted to do it. <laughs> so that that was pretty cool, man. I, I really like stages like that.
1: Yeah. So I, I was actually very excited that um when Miss Linda actually contacted me and she stated that they was going to use one of my designs. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. But when I sat back and I heard people, because like when we got to that stage, it was backlogged. So we had to wait for the other squad to completely finish. So to actually watch a squad, talk about it, and then a group of people trying to figure out how to do it. Nobody knew I designed it until the end, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, I actually thought that was kind of cool though, but even, you know, even though we had to wait on it, which typically, you know, you just want to shoot, move to the next stage and shoot that. But I thought it was kind of cool because I got to do a little bit of video Right. Um while we were waiting, I I got to record some of our CSRA shooters. Right. Um, which you know is the name of is the name of my club, but anyone that comes out to shoot our matches, they they you are a CSRA shooter. If you're out there participating in our sport shooting our matches, you're a CSRA shooter. And that's why I named it that, named our club that. So I was getting some video of these guys at RCSRA Shooters, and it was fun to watch them. And they were talking about your stage. They were enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it
1: was a lot of fun. And I think the one thing I did discover about that one stage um, is nothing more than the challenge of it. Like people enjoyed the challenge versus the running it. Because now the challenge is, how can I effectively complete this stage and do it in the time. Because like I said, if the stage was a person hitting you, man, I got uppercut, kidney <laughs> check.
0: <laughs>
1: man, it like put well, me down. My own stage design, like literally put me down.
0: <laughs> so it was, I liked it because it was kind of it on the verge. Uh, I don't know how to say it exactly. It was not a memory stage. Right but it was kind of in maybe in between, mm-hmm. like a, like, I don't know. How to really say it. How to really state what kind of stage it was. It was not a hoser stage, like a full on like speed shoot. Right. Kind of thing is fast. You can pull the trigger. Cause there were some long distance shots. There were some long distance partial shots mm-hmm. and it wasn't really a memory stage because you didn't really lose your place, but there was a lot of like small steps in movement yeah. required mm-hmm. or you would miss a shooting position or or a target would be out of view or you know just just some different stuff. So it was pretty cool. It was a really cool yeah. uh stage and it worked out. Well, a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: So on that one also, I noticed that a lot of people when they missed their step, you always heard the oh man, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? When they overstepped it or forgot to transition or something. so I was. Like, oh, well,
0: it's so easy to do. And, and I was walking through trying to trying to just get my steps perfect because it was really like – it wasn't even like a full step in some instances. It was just like half a step. If you stepped a little bit too far one way or a little bit too far the other way, the targets were gone. You couldn't see them. And you'd have to get back, you know, step back or, or, or lean over real hard or or, or something. It, it was an interesting stage.
1: Yeah, so like I said, I walked away with a smile on that one. But Yeah,
2: um, that was good.
1: Outside of that stage, well, honestly, the whole match, the one stage I thought was the more fun was stage one. And the reason okay. I say that is it, it wasn't a hoser stage, but it was one of those stages you had to figure out because I saw three different ways you could have ran it. But... You on stage one? Out, on stage one. Okay. Um, what was the best way to run it to get the least amount of time? Right? So now, of course, I've seen everybody who was carry optics and open shoot it. Either um, they shot left first, transitioned to the right, and then shot all the targets in that back corner and then yeah. ran to the doorway. Well, what I did was um, I started off on the right-hand side, shot those two targets, transitioned to the ones on the left, okay ran to the doorway shot all those and then those two that when you first come in i shot those on the retreat did a reload because that put me at 20 right there and then when i transitioned and then i took out the ones from the closer to the 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 far right corner yeah from the in the right corner but closer to the wall that i can get to the fault line hmm that's interesting
0: was that because of your uh,
1: magazine capacity yeah, because my, my magazines were only 20. And then, of course, I Barneyed up at 21. And um, the way I did it, like shooting the left and the right and then going to the port, that put me at exactly 20. Okay. But because I was there, that's why I went ahead. And as I was retreating, did the reload, traverse. And my time was like 18 seconds. And somebody who was on my level, I saw them do it in 17 seconds. Okay you know what i'm saying so, so you were right saying, there with them so yeah. yeah so i was like okay maybe if i would have grunted a little bit harder or took a <laughs> faster step <laughs> it might have well, been that's, that's
0: a really i didn't even look at the stage like that mm-hmm. um that's a really interesting stage plan you had but if you're within a second you know of, of, of another shooter at your level that's that's pretty cool that's really interesting
1: yeah so the reason i stopped looking at the way we do stage planning, the way we do it. It was a conversation we had about two months ago, and we was talking about um, weaknesses. And this was when we was in your garage. It was either at CSRA or at your in your garage. Yeah. And you had actually stated to me, um, you can't do what other people do, right? Like, for instance, you know, you got a bad knee. So your stage plan has to work around your capabilities of movement if your knee is hurting that day or if it's feeling good that day. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a good way to look at it. And that's how I look at it now. So I just do my stage planning, which complements the way I move. Yeah. I remember talking to you, about. I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think we were in the,
0: in the garage. I was working on some like yours or uh coach B's gun. Right. Um, but you know, a lot of the training that we've been doing with Keita Bussey has kind of showed that, you know, a similar thing that um, the important part of your stage plan is the execution. Right. Uh, I mean, you can't have some ridiculous stage plan where you're like running around walls or, or, you know, just doing something completely out of the ordinary. But if you have a stage plan that works to, you know, your skills um, generally it's going to, as long as you execute it correctly You're going to be there at this, you know, at everyone else at your same level. Right. Um, No matter if you start from the left side of the stage or the right side of the stage, you you execute it correctly. You know that stage plan was the best one for
1: you. Right. Now, stage two. That was the interesting one. That was the one that had uh, you had to um, start straddling the start stick. Yeah. With the triangle, so I was debating seriously. Doing the whole zigzag motion, so you know, like Kyle, everybody went to the left first, and then they came back to the right, and then they yeah. shot the the back target on the right hand side, and then the forward target on the right hand side. That's what and, I did. Of course, run up there to the box, reload it, and then shoot everything on the back wall. But mm-hmm. uh, I actually ended up doing, and I'm still beating myself up if it saved time or not. Okay. okay. So I took off to the left corner, took out the two targets or the four targets on the left-hand side, and then I just traversed back to the right and took out the two targets that was in the back, ran across and did that one target that was four on the right-hand side, and then continued my movement, did a reload, and then took out everything on the back side. So... I've seen a couple people do it my way, but then, all right, so the way you did it, I take out one run. So when you took off to the left, right, you took out those four targets. Yep. Now, from that point, you ran back across and took out the other four targets. Right. All right, so what I did was on the initial run, I took out the four targets on the left, traversed to the right, and took out the two back targets that was closer to the crowd. You You just transitioned over there without moving. Correct, and then I ran across and did the other two targets, taken off to the box.
0: Okay, okay, I got you now. Yeah, so uh, I was,
1: know. yeah, and that was my whole debate. Like, okay, should I? Shouldn't I? You know what I'm saying? So, and one way I was looking at it as, okay, that's one less thing I got to do when I get over there. And the other side of it is, well, you're already going that direction, so why not do it? You know, what I'm so. One of the things that um, I learned, well, maybe
0: I knew about it already, but I, I witnessed recently was at, in Kita's advanced movement training class last Monday. Mm-hmm. It was during that two, three hour period. And when you were at, when you had to take a break and go back home, right. Uh, we were working on some lateral movement and we had a drill to where we had um, I don't know, maybe six or eight targets that were set up where we were moving laterally, and uh, just just engaging these targets, and, and it was on the clock. We were trying to time it and see so you could get through this this lateral movement as, as quick as possible. the The hits weren't as critical um, during this drill because we were just trying to work on speed, right? Movement. Um, so I ran through it. Um Jessica Hook ran through it. We were about the same time, eight seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um uh Keter ran through it at six seconds. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she asked me, I was looking at the clock, like as soon as she finished, I was looking at the timer, and it was six seconds, and she looked at it and she was like, Well, how did I do that? She was asking me, like, how did I do that? And you're shooting open. I was like, I don't know. How did you do that? How'd you beat me by two seconds on this silly stage? Uh-huh. and uh she ran up and got a lot closer to the targets and kept moving and got as close as she could to these targets. You the way it was set up, you could get really close to these targets. They were all hidden behind barrels as you're moving laterally. Right. But you could really get up close to these things uh close to the targets um as you were shooting them. The first time I did it, I stayed a little bit further back. I don't know why. I just felt like it, you know, you could see the targets a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. because you stayed a little further back the angles were just you know as such to where you could actually the targets became visible a little bit earlier right then if you are up you know closer to them to where you had to you know run across the barrels but because I was further back I was having to shoot slower to to get good hits
1: got it yeah
0: so I did it again after she ran it. I was like, yes, this little blonde haired girl is not shooting a production gun. It's not going to beat me. So I, did it. <laughs> so I ran it again. And uh, you know, I had six, I was in there like six seconds, something, but that was one of the things that really made me realize that, well, I need to get, if I can, if you have a choice, get closer to the targets because you'll be able to shoot them faster, even though, you know, you know, there's, there's more movement involved if you you know, push your movement a little faster. Right. I real. I cut two seconds off of that one little drill we were doing just by getting up closer to the targets.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, uh, you got to show me that one so we can.
0: Well, it was. I didn't. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. I mean, I didn't realize it either, and it was a similar instance. to I think could have been for this stage to where you were thinking about would it make sense to transition across to take these two f- farther shots on, on these two targets or run across and get closer to them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something that you
1: may not really know until you put it on the, on the timer. Right. So the next stage was classifier hijinks, and And um, man, I let myself down on that one. And I did too. Yeah. So (laughs) my whole thing was I I hit one no shoot and that one no shoot got me because I realized this is a classifier. You have to do it under 10 seconds to be even getting close to your goal in a sense of speaking. So I did it in like 8.93 seconds. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And as we're walking down and you was actually the RO and you was calling out the scores. And then next thing you know, that last target, Hit the no shoot, and I was like, Yeah, that blew it right there. <laughs> so,
0: well, on such a short stage, like a yeah. classifier, any any
1: little slip up just blows the whole thing, yeah. And I, I felt good, everything felt good. Um, pulling the trigger, the movement, and I was like, Oh, yeah, look at this, look at this. I'm starting off low, watch me move. I was, I was happy walking down there, and in a no shoot, I was like, Well, guess what. I still move good. Yeah, I still yeah, it
5: shot it. good.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know that's a great way to look at it, though. If you if you can look at it and see your movement, feel mm-hmm. like your movement was good, and you know your shots were good. One snuck snuck in there to the no shoot zone, and you know mm-hmm. if you can pull some positives out of it, that's good. I have yeah. a hard time with it because I don't know. I think it's my uh, my struggle with my self image that. Um, Steve Anderson and I are working on (laughs) (laughs) trying to help my increase my self image. I shot a decent score on it, but it was a, it was a low masterclass score, which I don't need because I'm trying to get into the GM level. So that low masterclass score is going to stick with me, you know, throughout my next six classifiers. Um, I don't know. I don't know really know how to think about that. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a decent score for me, right. but it needs work. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that's, I, I one it. that's one way to look at it. So, you got to analyze it. Stay in your seats, and here are a few words from our sponsors.
9: I'm Jason Pratt, Master Class USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.com. BrassMonkeyBulletsLLC.com or call me at 423-967-1063 For more information my email is BrassMonkeyBulletsLLC at gmail.com Thank you.
8: Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself.
3: JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer boltron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the relic holster is available in four different models fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your relic today at jm4tactical.com. The gun cleaners.
5: Our
6: solvent is I think second to none, our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if still carry.
5: The gun cleaners.
6: Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to
2: sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there.
5: The gun cleaners.
2: And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there.
7: Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com.
1: Then the next stage was my stage, the stage that I designed, and we already talked about that one. And then the next stage was the stage we actually started on, which was on Bay 5, you know. And that was a pretty interesting one as well. And... When I originally looked at the stage, I'm sitting there like, man, I don't like shooting through the port because I got to squat down for one,
0: you know. There there was a barrel in there, right, that you potentially, you know, could shoot through. Right.
1: So I was like, oh, man. But when I started doing my stage, you know, walkthrough and everything, I was like, hold on, I ain't even got to use that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I feel two stages were set up like that, whereas it had like a deterrent that you didn't have to use that kind of faked you out and kind of forced you to go there. So someone with more experience would be like, okay, I don't have to use that if I don't, if it's not needed. Whereas somebody who is new to shooting, they would probably just go to it because they see it and say, okay, it's there. I have to use it. Yeah, it could be. And
0: it might make sense for a low capacity shooter, like right. a, single stack or revolver shooter. Maybe,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I didn't really look at the stage from that. I have a hard time looking at it from a low cap uh, perspective, but right. it might have made sense just to go to that barrel in the middle of the stage to shoot. Uh, you know, if you were having to throw in a reload to and working yourself toward the middle of the stage, I don't know. I didn't shoot through the barrel either. Right. Um, it wasn't necessary. Uh, you didn't have to do it at, from a high capacity, uh, review point yeah
1: so now even looking at it whereas if you did shoot through the barrel and then i actually seen two different ways of running that stage and what two two different ways that stood out to me there were some
0: options yeah
1: yeah and i'm I'm pretty sure there was other ways you could have ran it that i didn't see but um the way mike fritz ran it I think y'all pretty much – no, you didn't run it the same because he started off on the right-hand side. You started on the left-hand side.
0: Yeah, I started on the left.
1: Yeah, so the way he did it, I was like, oh, man, I didn't even see it like that. And pretty much what he did, it was like two steps, right, and then he swept it, of course. But I believe one target gave him a hard time. He took quite a few – um, like a long time to engage it. Because yeah. I think the no-shoot was blocking it at the angle he was standing at, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, so there was some, I don't know what you call those, like solitary no-shoots. Right. That were, you know, separate from, from other targets. Mm-hmm. Those are, man, I don't know. I like to try to avoid those at my matches that I run because it call, it can cause a lot of difficulty with scoring right um most of the time ROs are walking through they're looking at the targets that you shoot they're looking for holes in the target and if you were to pick up a a hole in this no shoot that's away you know standing 10 feet away from your uh Mm -hmm. from your shoot targets you might not see that hole or it might not get pasted and then the next shooter comes up somebody sees it and it might get blamed on the next shooter so it's I don't. There's a lot of potential for uh for error there when you have just static, uh, no shoot targets out in the middle of the stage. But we didn't have any trouble with our squad, as far as I know, um, when it comes to that. But um, it it was an interesting stage. Still, yeah. I just I like to try to stay away from that kind of that kind of stage design.
1: Yeah, and like I said, the way you looked at it, far as it could be a scoring issue. I didn't even observe it from that standpoint either, you know. Well, you, yeah. And I, I know what it's you're just, saying about the shoot-throughs and the points and how it can deduct from you and everything, but I just didn't look at it from that stand. I was mainly looking at it, okay, where can I get the better angle shots at? Yeah, yeah. That's how and I
0: looked if- at it. From from a shooter's perspective, it doesn't really matter. You, you know, you're looking at the shoot targets. You're looking at what you have to engage and what's available. But I try to also, you know, have to look at everything from a match director's standpoint with the CSRA shooter stuff that we do. Right. And that's just something that I noticed and something that I've seen um, give give people a lot of trouble at, at matches. Um, you have a, a, a penalty target that's 10 feet away from a scoring target. You're not going to always walk up and look at that penalty target first. You should if your stage is set up that way. But you have a bunch of different ROs coming through. And at a level one match, you know, you've got ROs for every squad and different ROs. It can cause some trouble. It's, I don't know that it did in this scenario, but it can. It, it's right. just I try
1: to avoid it if if possible. I got you. I got you. So now stage six, the final stage. Um, now I heard some people talk about how stage six always kind of looks the same and it's always like the same shooting style. But the one thing about basics, it, you have to limit your options because of how the berm is. And on the other side of the berm, it's um a housing area right there <laughs> so yeah this
0: one's pretty you pretty much have like two two walls of, of a berm that you can really shoot into
1: right so like if you're looking at it it's either the back berm or the left berm as you're looking Yeah. At it you can in,
0: shoot into the right berm i thought this one was different i thought it, it felt different anyway because you had the, the shooting boxes that they had set up
1: yeah so it, it challenged you to the point and i'm sitting there looking like okay. I'm looking at it like stage five. I'm like, okay, why is this other shooting area with the fault line and the walls right here? And that's when I asked you, do you think they put this here for single stack and production by them being low capacity? So so that big
0: uh, rectangular area on the the inner right side? Correct. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, (laughs) I was standing (laughs) there looking at that too. I was like, Mm. I don't know. Why is this even here? Why is this here? I don't know. Maybe... It would allow an option for a low capacity shooter. I'm not sure. Um, I couldn't make that the interpretation either. I looked at it. Um, It didn't seem like it needed to be there. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just something that they had set up and then they ended up changing the stage a little bit and then they just left it. I don't know. I don't know why that was there, but it did give you an option.
1: If it, it did, but I was like, I figured that was a waste of time. Too <laughs> unnecessary I, I
0: don't know. It seemed like a waste of time to me too, but uh, it was there. It was somewhere else you could shoot from.
1: Yeah. But um, the way I did like it was taking off from the start box because you started, it was three um, shooting boxes for, I guess you could say, three different arrays. So Yeah. Starting outside of the shooting box, you know, you had to step into the shooting box and take your first um, six shots, two per target, and one was a partial that was pretty much only the head exposed, head and shoulder exposed, and then the other two. And then after that, it was two targets in the next box and then two targets in the next box. So I seen a lot of people actually get in the box, stop, shoot, look, and then take off. Whereas somebody like you, you had one foot in and you kind of grazed through it, like pushing on to the next one.
0: Well, I heard a lot of discussion about that too. And that's another instance where I like to get closer to the targets if I can. And that gave you an option to get closer to the targets. (laughs) Yeah, it really did. There's no, I don't know. I mean, you cannot engage a target at the same speed from five yards as you can from 15 yards exactly um, no matter how you know how good you are you're you're always going to be slower at 15 yards than you are at five yards and that stage design gave you the option to get up to like five yards from the target right and i don't know it just i don't that made sense to me just get closer to the target
1: now I don't know if you remember this or not on stage six, but you was ROing when I was running that stage. Yeah. And I felt like everything was flowing so good from the start box to the third box. I almost forgot to reload going into the final port before you get to the door. <laughs> you know? Oh, I, I didn't recognize that. No. Yeah, oh, man. I was like, oh, man, I felt so good. I felt so smooth. <laughs> Right. And I'm telling myself, like, good job. Good so, job.
0: Man, that's, I've heard of that happening so often. Bill, Bill Baker I sometimes listens to the show. He tells me that a lot. when He's, he's t- told me a couple of times he's looking at a plate rack. He's running a plate, plate rack, and he's like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, man, those first four plates went down so easy. And then he's like, miss, miss on the last two. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you, your mind get, gets, gets in your way sometimes, your, your thoughts, too. Yeah.
1: So, um, on that stage also, um, I have one mic on it, but to let everybody know, I did have two shots on paper on every target except one shot didn't break the perf. And if it would have broke the perf, I would have had the Delta, but the real- I remember
0: that one. Dang it. I had to call that one. Yeah.
1: So it was on there. You had a hole in the target,
0: yeah. but it didn't, it wasn't in the scoring
1: zone. And I was working on that quiet eye technique on that one. It just didn't move far enough over. But no. the guy,
0: <laughs> See, you guys that, that know about that technique from keda's classes, man, it's it's mm. it's amazing when it works, but it is difficult. I yes. work on it every day, yeah. um, trying to make it better, make it
1: you know work better for me, right? So, um, but those were the six stages um, that took place at near Carolina and. Once again, it was another fun match. It yeah. was.
0: It was great. We had great weather. We had uh, Miss Linda bought us some new tents for shade. We set up tents in the morning. Everyone had shade on all the stages. We had water. Right. Um, we, we shot uh, AM, PM sessions again. Um, as far as I know, everything went great. We had a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, One thing I'm looking at is... Running the AM and PM squads and just talking with a few people, a lot yeah. of people have expressed to me, they, they like that option, you know? So of course, if you work late Friday night, you know, if you want to shoot Saturday, you know, you can sleep in a little bit later and shoot in the afternoon, you know, versus limited sleep coming out, trying to do your hobby. But um, I want to say also, if you, you can double your um, participation, in one match by doing that.
0: Well, so you asked me about this one uh on a podcast that I don't know, a couple months ago or right. whatever, if I would consider it at the CSRA shooters match. And at the time I didn't really think so. But I was thinking about it the other day when I was driving home from this match. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it was yesterday. Um the AM session or the AM squads start shooting earlier than you normally would for just like a one one day one day shoot. Right. Uh, um, I didn't say that correctly. One squad, you know, shooting the full day. Right. Um, So my concern was that I would be at the range longer for the, for Saturday, you know, at at my club match, I would be there longer, but, you know, thinking about it again, I don't think I really would be there any longer because if you have, you know, if you double up your squad numbers where you have 12, 13 people on squad, uh, you know, you're there till, I don't know, just whatever we had, uh, we were there till two, three o'clock or so, I guess the last time, last, last match ran really well. But anyway, if you're starting earlier, um, you know, with smaller squads, you run through the stages quicker. So you start the second squad earlier and they're going to run through the the stages quicker. So you're really not – I don't think you're really going to be there any longer if you're looking at it from the whole day perspective.
1: Yeah. So when we um actually did it last month with MCRC, what actually ended up taking place, a normal match, I remember leaving about 2 o'clock, 2, 3 o'clock, something like yeah. that. Yeah. St- even staying out there all day, like shooting in the morning and helping r o in the afternoon to kind of help assist with the speediness, yeah, I still left the range about the same time we did doing a regular match well what what time did you leave yesterday? Uh, I left it was like three o'clock
0: three, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that would be like you know normal time if you've got mm-hmm. you know a dozen people per per squad right so so I don't know you think people like it you've been you think people like that? Yeah, it was split.
1: Yeah, it was hit or miss for certain people. Like some people was more like, well, you know, I'm accustomed to doing the morning. So that's what I like. And other people, you know, it was like a 50 50 toss up, you know, for mid Carolina. Now, what would that toss up be for CSRA? So you have to do it one time to get a true basis of if it's hit or miss for you. We're, yeah, I don't, we're restricted
0: a little bit because we're inside city limits at right. CSRA Shooters. We cannot start earlier gotcha. than 10 o'clock. Um, so no matter what, uh, you know, we're going to run, we're going to run later than most matches that, you know, Mid-Carolina uh, Rifle Club starting at nine, I think. Is that right? At nine when they're doing the, Correct. in the summer. Correct and uh, Pine Tucky Gun Club starting at nine in the summer. Uh, they're both outside of city limits. Um, so Sharpshooters Outdoor Range is is actually like almost downtown Augusta, Georgia. So it's yeah. we're within city limits and we're just restricted by start times. Yeah, I mean, so I, so I don't know. I'll, I'll continue to think about it. I like the idea. Right. No, I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm but uh it just has to work for everyone
1: yeah and like I said for mid-carolina I think it was the sweet median that benefited everybody where versus if you did work late at night friday night or you just want to sleep in saturday morning for a little bit you can still do your chores and then get yeah. up and still yeah. come
0: shoot I think that's pretty cool I think that's a cool option
1: yeah yeah I agree totally agree yeah
0: I totally. Agree. I might see if we can make that work we might try it one time nice
1: now um, this weekend we have Pontucky coming up, so I'm looking forward to this match because to let everybody know, Lucky is up two to one in this challenge that we got. So <laughs> is he showing
0: up to this Pontucky match?
1: I want to say he is because I think I saw his name on the list. Okay, um, let me. I'm I'm on practice. I'm gonna look right now. I'm right. gonna look for you, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, if he is. Um, I will, you know, actually propose the challenge and everything like that. And, um, we're actually working on the Toys for Tots thing. How we are going to do this? But we, we have an idea how we're going to do it. So we're going to ask everybody to participate once we finalize the decision of as to what we're going to do.
0: I see him there in squad four. Nice. Lucky <laughs> gray. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in a squad by yourself. Nobody wants to shoot with you. <laughs> who me yeah no I'm not yeah you are squad five by yourself Michael oh, Woodland
1: man hold on now what took place was
0: <laughs> everybody s- left
1: <laughs> yeah I actually oh, signed no, wait. yeah I signed up for the match and you
0: got you signed up twice spots.
1: yeah so oh, okay okay I, yeah, I <laughs> signed up and it was on the same squad as you but what actually ended up taking place was when I'm laying down and I was thinking about the day I was in bed I literally woke up and I was like, I forgot to sign up for the match. So when I signed up for the match, <laughs> I, at first I looked, I didn't see my name, so I signed up again. Okay, I got you. Day I went back and looked at it and I was like, hold on, why am I on there twice? So I went on there and I deleted, well, I asked to withdraw from <laughs> squad five, you know. So we went
0: out of, practice with practice score for a while i understand we had a guy um danny owens registered three times for our uh, csra shooters match last month (laughs) he wanted to really make sure that he got to shoot (laughs) danny i appreciate it i know you're not listening to the show but anyway I appreciate good, good. anyone who registers for the match
1: multiple he, times. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked at it and said, me, myself, and I, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fill the whole squad up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm actually looking forward to the um, Pyrantucky match this weekend um, and sort of get back into that rhythmic flow of shooting that we had. Before yeah, I hope
0: we can continue to do that. Once um, we've got a uh, Sand Hills match, yes. is that next weekend?
1: Yes, so it's like um, Pine Tucky and then Sand Hills the next day. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, Father's Day doing a
0: Sand Hills um, Father's Day match. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I'm registered for both of them, so we'll get to shoot uh, both matches Saturday and Sunday. I'm
1: looking forward to that too. Oh yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. And then another thing is, is um, uh, Coach B is going to talk about it as well on the Words for the Street segment, but. Um, don't forget, if for those who are interested in becoming a CRO for competition shooting within USPSA, um, Lucky is the one who's actually hosting the CSR, the CRO class that will be taking place at Mid Carolina Rifle Club here in um, Columbia, South Carolina. The end of October, going like the thirty-first or the thirtieth. Uh, I'm not good with the calendar dates, but if it's 31 days in October, the class is 31 and then the first. But if there's 30 <laughs> days in October, it's the 30th and the first. <laughs> so, um, so it's like that last Saturday and Sunday of the month going into the, um, the next month. So um, actually go ahead and contact Lucky Gray in response to that. And Coach B is going to put out all that information as well on, in Word of the Streets.
0: Yeah, so uh, the the CRO is the Chief Range Officer course. Um, The South Carolina section is doing the the CRO course this year. They did an RO course last year, Range Officer course, and you have to be a certified range officer before you can take the Chief Range Officer course. It just dives in a little bit more of uh, like stage design in a little, a little more detail than than the range officer course. So, yeah, give him a call or connect with them on uh, through email, Facebook. He'll get you set up if you're interested.
1: Out of work right there. So, um, so the other thing that I got going on is preparing for the nationals. So that's yeah. one of my serious drives when it comes to practicing is preparing for nationals only because I never shot that high level before. So I really want to go there and really represent. But my short-term goal is to prepare for the Georgia State um, sectional as well. So we got,
0: um, we've got Area 5 before Georgia State, though.
1: Yeah, but I'm right? using Area 5 as the testing grounds for Georgia. Okay. Yeah, so that's what Georgia means more to you? Than Ohio, <laughs> only because yeah, yeah. O- only because I never shot in, I never shot at either location before, but um, I'm thinking Georgia is a little bit more prestigious to me, you know because no that, that's good. home
0: it, it means yeah it means something to you the, I I've never shot Area Five match either I'm looking forward to it right. I've been wanting to try to shoot some different area matches um, so we've got uh, are you shooting Area Six in August yes yeah. So, we've got that one coming up next, not next month, August. Um, So, we'll be doing that one before. That's in Florida in August. So, if we survive that, then we'll get to shoot Area (laughs) 5 after after that. I'm not
1: so sure we'll survive, but we'll, you know. I'm already at the point of dehydration. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: feel it just thinking about it. (laughs) Just thinking about August in Florida. Makes me dehydrated. Yeah, this this heat is something else. It it just uh, it was scheduled for spring and it got pushed back because of the uh, the pandemic issues and but uh, we're gonna we're gonna try a couple different area matches this year. We've got the Georgia State match and then the Race Gun Nationals in the end of the year.
1: Yep, that's it. Like I said, I am looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But another thing that I'm actually looking forward to as well is actually getting out here and just doing practice because I'm ready to try to peel back the onion for the next level just through practice.
0: So I, yes, I'm, I need to get some more practice in myself. It's a lot, shooting the matches and, and what we're doing is a lot of fun and it, it lets you see how you are, you know, in comparison to national ranked competitors, um, throughout the year, but you have to practice. You have to get out there and practice. Shooting matches every weekend is not necessarily going to make you a better shooter. Um, it, it might, you know, to, to a certain extent, um, slowly, but <laughs> you really need to get out and, in to the range, you know, on your own or, or with a shooting partner or something and focus on these drills and focus on different, um, different things you're having trouble with at matches. Um, I used to go, to go to a match, a local match, and, and at the end of the match, I'd find one thing that, that I struggled with at that match, and I would take that to practice, you know, the following week. Right. Whatever it was, I would, I would go work on that for that week and um, try not to – try to overcome that as an issue and, and, and make it, you know, to where it was something that didn't show up again as a problem.
1: Now did you see vast results when you did that? um i yeah i guess I,
0: I I didn't see the same problem showing up, and it wasn't like a a like a drastic thing that i know I didn't really notice it, I guess, but looking back on it, you know what I was trying to do worked because you know it's little issues it's it's whatever if it was work you know something simple like reloads on the move right or or target transitions or something i'm always working on target transitions you can always make those faster but if you noticed it at at a match in particular to where you felt like your target transitions were slow or your reloads on the move gave you trouble or or uh I don't know your your shots at twenty five yards were were off, not where you want them to be. That's what I would take back to practice and uh, you know work on those for a couple of weeks. And going into the next match, I didn't, uh, I didn't have the same problems again. So I guess yes, it, it worked. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> there was something else that would show up and then I would want to bring back to to practice to work on. Right.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah, so I think I'm, um that's something else I'm gonna start um, including in my um my training as well. Stay in your seats, and here are a few words from our sponsors.
9: I'm Jason Pratt, Master Class USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is LLC at gmail.com. Thank you. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's
8: HD go. If you've never tried Hunters HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunters HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So. Check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing
3: you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent, and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com.
5: The gun cleaners.
6: Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that. Just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry.
5: The gun cleaners.
6: Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off with ours. It'll stay there.
5: The gun cleaners.
2: And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there.
7: Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com.
4: Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store or sent to a federally licensed middleman, called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina, or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFFL during checkout, and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAETransfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon.
0: So I'm right now, I've been working on movements so much this year uh, with Kita, and um, we've done a couple classes this year. I've actually I've done three days worth of training with her, like you have, but mine's been spread out a little bit. Um I've been working on movement so much this year. I noticed uh Saturday at Mid Carolina match, ended up winning I won open division, but I felt slow uh because I was really thinking about different movement techniques and my accuracy was not where I wanted it to be. I felt like I, I just had way too many Charlies. But that's kind of you know that's part of the training you you're you're working on a certain thing like movement or speed, and then your accuracy suffers a little bit, so I'm gonna kind of bring it back to uh you know work on accuracy a little more at my current speed and um hopefully get my accuracy back up and you know just it's it seems like it's it's constantly a back and forth thing with me speed and accuracy, but I mean that's the that's the game.
1: Yeah, well, you know, one's going to have to give for the other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In a nutshell. At some point, yeah. One of them's going to have to give. Yep, so that's it right there. So um, that's what's on my list right here. And actually, speaking of that, I didn't even write in my log about the match. I'm still, still processing it in the mental aspect before I write it in my log.
0: No, I understand. I actually brought my book to the match, thinking that we might do a—we uh, were going to try to do this podcast at the match, right? Um, and I thought that I w- I might fill out my logbook and and you know we could discuss it on the podcast. But I don't I, at that point directly after the match, I wasn't ready to write in in my logbook. I didn't. I needed more time to process it, to get my thoughts together, and see you know exactly what happened and and what, you know, was my my next step.
1: Yeah, and that's that's pretty much how I look at it. Like after the first match and I was writing in the log, I wanted to hurry up and get home so I can write in the log. (laughs) But then I started thinking, I think you'll do yourself a greater service by just letting it marinate for a little bit and then composing your thoughts and then putting it on paper.
0: I, I think so too. And, and right after we did that, uh, mental management class with Steve Anderson, I was really eager, you know, to, to immediately get in the book afterwards. And I found my, I actually got into my book and crossed out some of my, some of my stuff that I'd written down in a log book because I thought about it later. And I was like, that's mm. not right. That's not, you know, entirely accurate. That's not exactly what happened. So, Right. <laughs> I ended up I crossing you. out and changing some percentages and stuff just because I'd had, you know, a couple more days to think about it.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same thing along the same yeah. lines of, um, yeah. the same thinking path I'll put it like that.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it takes a couple of days to just kind of figure out what happened. What yeah. did you do in that two minutes of shooting? that you did for... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on there. That's just, you know, boils yeah. down to two minutes of shooting. But...
1: yeah. Now, we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of
7: word on the shirt. Thank you for listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. I am Coach B. Sandhill Shooting Sports out of Lew Golf, South Carolina. Registration is open, and this match will take place on 21 June. Head over to Practice Score and look up SSS and sign up for a squad. Registration is also open for CSRA in Augusta, Georgia. This match is taking place on 27 June. Head over to Practice Score and look up CSRA and jump on a squad. If you listen to the show regularly, then you know Lucky Gray of Lucky Shot Firearms and Michael Woodland of M-W Tactical have a healthy competition going on leading up to the Mid-Carolina Toys for Tots match taking place in November of this year. Right now, Lucky is in the lead with a score of 2-1. to one. I am asking everyone to chime in and state who you think will win this challenge. There is something brewing up between these two that is about to be good. Stay tuned for more of this challenge between these two. If you know of someone who is new to firearms, pass the word to contact us at M-W Tactical so they can receive free training. Yes, you heard me correctly, free. Michael believes that if you are new to firearms, that you should not be charged for getting clarity on safety at the introductory level. He says that is his way of saying thank you for being part of the 2A community. Contact me at info at m-wtactical.com and in the subject bar, put the words free training and we will get you scheduled for the free training. If you are interested in becoming a CRO for the competition sport in USPSA, there will be a class taking place on 31 October to 1 November at Mid-Carolina Rifle Club. You must have been an RO for at least one year to the date of the class or worked two major matches to meet the requirements for the CRO class. For more information, please email lgrayscsection at yahoo.com. Please check out the apparel that is offered at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. There are some new shirts that are up now, and if you noticed, you will see the Coach B shirt. Be on the lookout for more Coach B apparel to be coming soon. Please purchase a shirt or two and know that your purchase is going to help those who are in need. Visit www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. For those who would like for your information of your shooting event to be featured on the M-W Tactical podcast, send me an email at info at m-wtactical.com. And in the subject line, put word on the streets so we can inform those who listen to our show. There is no charge for the bulletin to let others know what is going on in the shooting community. Please be safe.
3: JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit oak leather securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer boltron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, The Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com.
4: Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? there's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store or sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon.
1: What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M W Tactical Podcast. Please go visit the M W Tactical Store at www.m dot com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for m-w-tactical. But yeah, like I said, um, I felt good going into the match this weekend and I think I'm going to write into the logbook tonight and go ahead and do a, a thorough assessment of everything.
0: So I I felt slow shooting the match. I felt really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at my numbers, I had a lot of Charlies. I had a couple, uh, at least one or two stages where I had more Charlies than Alphas. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to see that. That's not, you know, that's not, not your, a, Yeah,
1: that's not your norm.
0: That's not what I need to do. I, I ended up shooting 91% a point, I think, mm-hmm. which is not terrible. But I like to see you know myself around ninety three ninety four percent of points. I got you. Um, you know, so I left some points out there. I felt slow. Um, so it wasn't terrible. I you know I had one penalty, mm-hmm. uh, one penalty hit on a on a no shoot target. I just barely split the perf. I still got the, the alpha scoring hit, but it split the perf, and I got the got the penalty on the no shoot, but. Right. Nothing so, terribly, you know, awful happened, but it, it needs work. Right.
1: So, like I said, it was, it was fun um, shooting with the, the various people this weekend. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. So, i looking forward to next weekend and doing it all over again, um, leading up to the bigger matches that will be taking place.
0: So. Yeah, I was able to fix um, someone's gun in between stages. Yeah, um, I was, a safe I
1: was, table. I was just about to tell you. Um, <laughs> thank you for doing that. Um, and the story behind that is, um, somebody had actually, I think they sent me an email first, and then they texted me and asked if um, they. I guess they thought I was a gun shop, like repair, like a gunsmith. And I, I wrote back, and I was like, I don't know who this person is, but okay what's going on with the gun and the way they explained it and I was like okay sounds like a spring issue but um bring it to the range tomorrow I'll look at it and see if it's something I can do and then when I actually looked at it I was like oh this is mangled (laughs) I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on at first either so then that's when I um actually flagged you down and you was like okay I'll come over after I shoot so um like I said, once again, man, I really do appreciate you helping somebody who I didn't even know that just yeah. Needed no,
0: hands. that's great, man. That's I love doing that stuff. I'm I'm glad I was able to uh, get her straightened out with her gun. Yeah, so got, got her gun running again.
1: But she she ended up texting me again and was like, "Hey, thank you so much um, for what y'all did." And um, and I made a joke at her um to her before she left, and I was like. Well, that's just what we do. We help people save pennies throughout the day. So you can use that oh, that's money right. for a gun repair on something else. That's right. Yeah. She, she can use that money out. for a holster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's a holster. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I ended up sending her the information um, to look up for holsters for her gun. Oh, and, good. Um, yeah. And then she, like, she, she wrote back and said, thank you for everything. And um, she really did appreciate it. Good, good. And I can't remember her name either. So, uh, okay. Ivory. Ivory. Yep, that's what she said. Okay. Yep. So um, I'm
0: usually terrible with names. I have no idea why I remembered her. Name, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's cuz I was going back and forth to the safe table a couple times to work on her gun. That might be the pink wow. pink gripped gun. I don't know whatever it was, but yeah. We got it running
1: again, and she was thankful. So, I'm glad we were able to do that for her. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, um I really do appreciate you doing that. Um just helping out a total stranger that I didn't even know somebody just hit me out of the blue. So I was like, yeah, come on to the range. Yeah, y'all.
0: but that's cool,
1: man. I mean, that, that is what we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, why we, that's why we do this. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's
1: why we, you know, we do what we do. Yep, that's it in a nutshell. So, um, but outside of that, you got any last minute words before we go ahead and turn it in?
0: Well, we've got the, I mentioned it, I think on the last podcast, we've got the retaining wall that's uh, currently being built um, at sharpshooters outdoor range. So it's going to, it's going to retain some of the, uh, the berm uh, dirt and mud and sliding issues that we've uh, experienced in the past. It's looking really great. I posted a uh, picture on uh instagram facebook um a couple weeks ago, or last week maybe right but uh, it's going to be ready for our next match um it's going to really help us maintain the the competition bays uh, a lot better once that retaining wall gets in there we're going to continue to smooth out the competition bays and it's just going to be that much better for all of us so come out with us into the month uh registration is open for csra shooters match end of the month come shoot with us have a good time
1: yep that is it right there so i'm actually looking forward to the next um csra at trust so
0: we need one of your stage designs to go in there so this is going to be your second stage design that you put on the ground is that right
1: oh yeah if like i said if it's one that's being used this will be the second so yep i'll be happy about that one yep so we need one
0: (laughs) you've you've sent me some so we'll get one we'll get one on the ground
1: yep that, that sounds like a plan to me so um But like we say, good people, stay in your seats. And here are a few words from our sponsors. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com. Forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M W Tactical.
4: Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen and the marked-up prices that come with a brick-and-mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store or sent to a federally-licensed middleman, called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina, or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business and I look forward to seeing you soon.
3: JM4 Tactical has developed a state of the art polymer holster that will quickly become your go to holster. With high quality hermit oak leather securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer boltron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy light individual carry holster by jm4 tactical order your relic today at jm4tactical.com
8: hey this is brian conley at hunter's hd gold if you've never tried hunter's hd gold then i challenge you to find me at a match next year go to the website under scheduled events find out where i'm going to be come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself
5: the gun cleaners
6: our solvent is i think second to none our lube is second to none your lubes heavier than water which is just a huge thing people don't really put a lot of thought into that just how huge that is to have on your gun especially if you still carry
5: the gun cleaners
6: oh yeah most definitely you know you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off with
2: ours it'll stay there
5: the gun cleaners
2: and maintaining the quality of the process the quality the end result is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there
7: order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com
1: thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the m-w tactical podcast remember a new podcast comes out every tuesday if you cannot wait for tuesday go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.